I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. We are back for the third week with with my brother, Chris Stewart. Say hello. Hello, one and all. And Andre Conaparo. Say hello. Hello. We have one guest today, our friend David Cho. He's, uh, say hello, Not the David. artist. Not the artist, David Never Cho. the artist. <laughs> Not the artist, David Cho. Not the crazy slash rich slash crazy rich Korean not the, not the therapist, David Cho. I mean, the rapist. Uh. Hey. <laughs> it's For just, listeners at home, David Cho's doing a side profile on the pod. Uh. He's sort of facing the wall, oh. which is good. I'll face I like you. It. This is not. It's, just, it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird angle. I'll be honest. No one else. This is relevant to literally no one but Nikki Jaggerman who would understand what it's like to sit here. But Do you like yeah. it? Oh, that's fine. Okay. I like seeing you guys. It's good to see you guys. Well, that's nice. Uh, it's good to see you as well, David. David Cho, you you've done my other podcast, Tall Tales, a couple times. Yes, the first time was with my girlfriend, Sam. Sam, <laughs> do we not say her name? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no, my bad. I don't know what the rules are. Off you should have told me what the rules were before we started. There are no rules. Yes. Okay. No, no, no. My number is three two three. Sam was uh, yeah, she was just a guest on Tall Tales like a month ago. Oh, how'd it go? Oh, that's right. I wow. didn't see that Instagram. It happened. Check wow. out iTunes. I will. I will. I will. Um, I will. the cracks. Um, you should subscribe. So I should. David Show, you are you're Forbes not, 30 it's under not, 30. It's not even going to be relevant at this point. Nothing. <laughs> I like food. That I actually, I, I self-invited myself. I said, Jason... Can I be on your podcast? And you said, why? And I said, <laughs> no, no, you said, you said, sure. And I said, I want to talk about Korean food in LA. I mean, a lot of this comes yes. from the fact that I, um, I've recently, okay, this is food related. Um, I, I'm, I'm friendly with the, the chef, David Chang. And he was like, mm-hmm. he's been to LA a few times over the last month. And he was like, whenever I come here, I'm never eating white people food. Huh. I have like, I'm only eating. Korean food, Mexican food, Chinese food, like that's it. Like there's Classic no reason. Yes. David Chang. I mean, but he's like, he's like, listen, you live in the place. Like he, he, this is a bit he has, he's, or not even a bit, but this is an opinion he has where he's like, chef bit. The best Korean food in the world is in LA. Like he honestly believes that. I and agree I, with that, even though I've never been to Korea and I'm white. It doesn't yeah. astonish me. It's it's surprising. I feel, I feel that but, same way about pretty much all cuisines. I think that's true about all. I think like non-white per, cuisines. per like, capita. Um, yeah, non-white cuisines. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I think the Mexican food here is is obviously great. I think the, I feel like the Mexican food is better in LA than Thai in Mexico. Food is very good. I feel Thai like food. Japanese food overall, sushi is the best. Just in America. a per capita is better in LA. Yeah, maybe just maybe sushi. But like, if you want to include Orange County, you've got Little Saigon, best that's Vietnamese true. food I think in yeah. the United States, but that I've had. Yeah, I'm not a big. I'm not really that big into Vietnamese food. I, I don't know why. I think it's just because it was never introduced in my life. Well, you're Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm and Korean. you guys don't really tangle with the other Asians so hot, huh? Yeah, Century but I long. love ramen. Century long. So. Yeah, yeah. 
I you love, love ramen. You just wish that Japanese people didn't have to make it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. No, no. I, I love. I love it. that they're making it for me. <laughs> 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 that's a joke. I love uh, Japanese people. That's a joke. We're having fun. Yeah, um, but no. So I said I, I really want to talk about Korean food because I I do think that I think they're I think Korean barbecue is really good. So like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, like someone asked me, it's like. She's like, oh, where can I go eat Korean food? I was like, well, what do you want? Because it's like a very wide-reaching thing. It's like, sure. it's, yeah. not, it's not like... I'm learning more it's and like, more every every day that their that Korean food is very vast. And, and it, most people just know it's it It's like barbecue. Mexican food, same way. Yeah. And, but Korean barbecue, but she was like, I want to go someplace authentic. I was like, well, Park's Barbecue, which is the best probably Korean barbecue in, in L.A. Like, that's an Holler. authentic best barbecue. Best I've ever that's had, a, man. That's a place in Korea. It's like, a, it's literally a restaurant in Korea that's been franchised over here. So it's like, that's very authentic. It's just that... And I think we can we can talk more about this in a bit, but like the idea of Korean food is very much like one dish centric. Like if you go to a restaurant, it's I mean it's not that it's not about finesse, but it's like not really as much about finesse as like Western cooking is. So it's like much more about we're dedicated to this one thing, and we've really made this one thing work. So it's like it's because we stew this the longest, or we boil this the yeah. longest, or or whatever. And I mm-hmm. think um, that's why a lot of these restaurants tend to be one restaurant places. It's like. Yeah. Like we um can we talk about what you guys had for dinner tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you use that for this. later? Sorry. I no, I don't want to change the format. No, we can do it. We're no, we don't really have a format. We basically just have a, a a theme and a topic for each episode and this one happens to be Korean food. Great. With a real live Korean in the flesh. It's true. I saw I saw you Instagram a video of Dano and this might this is a little too granular but yeah, if you go to Korean places and someone's speaking Korean to the to the person, I don't know if I if I if it's like if it just feels that way, but it feels like they do better, they do you better than if you're uh, just there. 100%. 100%. I and get excited. That was a sure. very granular <laughs> thing for you to say, by the way. I don't. Well, I'm, I, just, I'm just kidding. I would say <laughs> it's true. No, no, because I have a lot of friends who are Korean, and whenever I go to a Korean restaurant, I walk in the door, and they, and then like half the time they're like, oh, tall, fun, what do you want? And then the other time they're like, Korean mm, people yeah. do love tall people. Yeah, it's either like, awesome, you're a tall guy, maybe Laker, and then half the, the other half of the time is like, Jason looks like Paul oh no, yeah. white devil mm-hmm. is in my restaurant, god damn it. But then a, a smaller Korean person will appear from behind me, and then uh, I, I just push my Korean How friend. How tall is Dino? <laughs> is he he's, short? He's a little uh, guy. Well, everyone's. I mean, he's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I mean, he's short compared to me. Yeah. So, well, everyone's short compared to you, I guess. Yeah, everyone's short. Yeah, so, true. like, or, you know, whatever Korean friend I have, I, you know, they're the ambassador. And as soon as they see, like, a Korean person is talking to you, they're like, oh, okay, well, then. And then, you know, you guys talk to each other in a much different way than I do. I, I especially have a really good rapport with older women who work at Korean restaurants because I think I, I play really well with Korean moms. I think Korean moms are really into me because it's like, oh, he speaks Korean. I'm also not that – I'm pretty tall. Like for yeah, 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 pretty tall. And that, again, height, very important to Korean people. So it's like – Why I, is that? I don't know, Probably like an inferiority complex. Su- successful – Golfing? Man. <laughs> no, I think it's – I think it's because so many people the golf aren't swing? tall, so it's sort of like a, right, 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 right. a rarity or but whatever. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like you probably play into the Korean mom world very It's like nicely. sort of what they want. Like the daughters are less into it, but the moms really want they me to see, make it. Well, you're they also see, a uh, very nice man. They see the Yeezys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, there's nothing – Korean moms are mostly into sneaker culture, I they think. They see the Benz. They see the Yeezys. <laughs> they like – 
Have you is ever, that a is that a Goyard been, wallet? Are you, and then you're like, and he's six. How tall he's six two? No, six, I'm like six and some change. Six and some change, but you're like six one in Yeezys. I'm sorry, six, six one in yeah. Yeezys for sure. Um, but for for Korean and and you you know for a Korean you're you're like you sh- you show a Korean mom this this guy we're go we're 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 getting off on a tangent but so tonight I'm I was tangent. like we were talking about we were texting I was like oh we have to push the podcast back so you're like. I'll grab dinner before, and you're like, "Oh, we're get food. We're getting Korean food." And you're like, "Where should I go?" And I said, "Well, this place." And this is, I think, this goes back to thinking like Korean places are really good at one thing. They specialize at one in, in one thing, and like they'll have other things on the menu. But you should typically just probably get the thing that they're most known for. Try the other things if you want, but like mm-hmm. they, they focus on one thing. And the place that you went was this place called Mirak, M I space R A K. If you're looking it up on Yelp, two. There's oh well there's there's two locations yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're we both, went to Mirak too did you guys go to the one on Western or the one on the Vermont on Vermont yeah so which is better I don't know I've only mm. been to one of them I think I've only been to the what one. does Mirak mean that's a great question uh, I normally know that and I don't like no because I, I asked my friend Dan, Dan who and he's like I have no idea what this word I think means. it's probably a place I mean I can look it up oh, in my city. dictionary yeah. maybe it's north that's right no it's not you're thinking on. north that's definitely we're not. going north aren't we okay um, that's fine I think I think it means Seth Rogen <laughs> <laughs> definitely Seth Rogen too um, yeah it's uh that's well, what's the proper um, pronunciation for out of curiosity it doesn't even show up as a thing in the dictionary, so it's probably some sort of proper noun, okay. I guess. Mm. Um, and they specialize in sort of a Korean version of Berea, so it's like a stewed goat. Um, I love your Spanish accent, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna do it because it's like I'm not like Giada, or it's like mozzarella. Nah. <laughs> um, but uh, or I will do so. Korean food in Korean accents. But you guys nah. do a really good Berea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, do you want to walk them through what that meal was like and what you guys had? Yeah, walk walk through. Gets to stepping. I'll, I'll take it for a walk for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take it for a walk. Oh, boom, 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 you, you explain, boom. Andre, because <coughs> well, he he loves a goat. And I, I like I love goat. I love goat through Mexican the year food. Of the goat too. Indian sure food. Um, it is. That's right. It is year of the goat. Year the year the or goat. you're the ram, or you're the. Uh, let's not digress. Yeah, I, I tried. Get... I tried. I tried so hard to get so many white people to go eat. Goat with me over like the last week to be like, hey, it's you're the goat. Let's go get like I texted you guys like a month and a yeah. half ago. Like we we have to go to this goat place at some point. We never end up going. I, I haven't busy. been since I like wanted it that one time. I, f- I feel like when it's the year of the goat, you should. That's the, that's the month where or the year where you don't eat goat. I feel like no, eating, you have to eat I, it I feel to like celebrate. eating the goat is is celebrating. It's not celebrating it. You're you're literally removing mm. more of them from the earth. No, I'm putting them. it in me. It's yeah. like I want that goat Champion. power. Yeah, life. exactly. Um, I'm eating wait, it tomorrow. So, wait, we we interrupted Andre. Andre, so yeah, no, but from go through even Caribbean food and Jamaican food is very goat centric, oh, yeah. and it's always braised or stewed in some way, and I love it to death. But I've never had any Korean food, uh, and really so it, it came on the menu advertised as a stew. Uh, so it came out it not screamed North Korean by the way <laughs> right so it came out terrible it was screaming Kim Jong-un yeah. <laughs> uh, my top fade it wasn't like you would expect it. I didn't know if they would cook it um, raw and then on the barbecue and then kind of put it in the stew it came out pre-cooked and then on a barbecue style like a hot pot on a hot pot wait so did so. you guys get the one that came out on the on like the iron pan because there's if you get it for two if you get it for two then it comes out on a plate pre-cooked and pre-stewed 
and you just dip it in the sauce. But if you get it for two or more or three or more, I believe it comes out in like a big steel. Like yeah, it came in a big steel pot, steel pot yeah, yeah. already. They put it on of, the burner, and then and you're it, cooking yeah. it with like the perilla. Yeah. The perilla in that is yeah, the perilla also so yeah. important. Which was something that it was you said it was. It's like these leafy. I had greens. never had before, but it, it it was very aromatic and it tasted like a cross between spearmint and spinach. So it had a very mild kind of peppermint spearmint taste. Huh. Uh, but also, which really cuts that goat perfectly. But I find you, it to be peppery. Like it's yeah, like yeah. it's a sister. Like I mean, I don't know if this is true, like biologically, but I, to me, it's, it tastes a lot like shiso. It's I would agree, and yeah, it, it's yeah, peppery, yeah. but also not bitter. So every time I look at a green that I don't know, I'm always wondering: is it going to be a mustard? Is it going to be more like an arugula? Arugula to me is For always like peppery. The, the heat, a yeah. mustard is always very bitter and sharp. And so to me, it w- it wasn't bitter. It was kind of bright. Uh, and, and very aromatic and, and had that mint. And it was really nice because the goat that was in this stew, and we talked about this before, it, it was a little bit more gamey in flavor, not in a bad way, but definitely in a stronger way. It's gamier in the north. Def- okay. Back last, right. last one. <laughs> last one. But up. so it was, a, it was slightly gamier, but not in a bad way, but definitely um, accented and, and mellowed with that, what was it Perea. called? With the Perea. Which, which is, is, is that a Mexican green? The, well, I always said it's Perilla, but I've only ever seen it spelled out in English. How many else? I, I only say it in Korean. Because in Korean, it's like, that's a, that's, a, that's a leaf that they use a lot for, like, they won't pickle it, but they'll sauce it up a lot. And mm-hmm. they'll, like, they'll essentially put, they'll make it like most Korean households have it, where it's like, they'll do, like, a layer of, um, like, the, the chili paste and, like, a seasoning, mm-hmm. put down a leaf. Seasoning leaf, seasoning leaf, right. stack it and then ferment it for a while. Like a kimchi, oh, wow. almost like a kimchi, but it doesn't get pickled in that same way. It more so just like kind of mer- like mellows okay. it out and super gets it married to the flavor. And that's a thing that's like a very typical side dish in Korean food. Oh. And this came out on the stew, kind of heaped. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, this on is top. more like almost like a salad on yeah, top. Yeah, but then it was spoon. She spooned it in the person who was serving us. And I tried it she raw. She has a name on and it. And it was good. I know, right. But she wouldn't tell me because she saw Because you're white. Yeah, 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 she was obviously. like, oh, I'll tell Dan. Yeah, yeah. But so it, I tasted it raw and it was great. But it definitely mellowed a little bit once it got stirred in and cooked like any green will. Uh, and it was great. It's, you know, it reminded me of, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with lamb, uh, you're always, like in, in uh, European culture, you'll always be involving mint in some way. Sure. Oftentimes, especially if people you're trying to serve lamb to somebody you may not like that gamey taste you'll always incorporate spearmint or mint in some way and it, mm. it had that a little bit of that to me what do you think of the dipping sauce because i think that's also really important i think i wish we're complex we need, and amazing yeah we need to show a picture of it's, it yeah, in some way it? because it was it was amazing and it was very specifically laid out in the bowl I mean, well you mixed like, it all together right mixed it all together yeah, yeah. but the yeah. presentation was very specific in showing you it looked like gochujang yep one third and then some kind of like whole mustard seed or sesame seed but what definitely I think was a it, sesame seed but I think it, like, it might be a perilla seed to be honest yeah I do oh, think that's what? what it is that really could have been it that would because I, I don't I, they use it that's the same thing they use in another place we'll talk about which is the duck place but I think that's where the on the duck place they use that in the fried rice at the very end when right. they drop Ooh. all those yep. seeds in. I think it's the same seed is my is, is a guess. I don't it know was, for sure. It was a really nice seed. It looked like a mustard seed. It yeah. like it didn't mustard taste seed. like the it. The same. But but could be similar. It like has it. that grainy, like crunchy, yeah. like same sort of size. Like, that caviar kind of texture huh. pop kind of. It was really nice. 
uh, and, and, then and the just part was like a sesame oil, kind of salt and pepper. And there was some sky, and then there's also and there's some a spicy, mustard, spicy yeah. mustard. There's a hot mustard, yeah. and, and that was but that was for the duck. No, no, that's that little ramekin-y. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Know, it's not even a ramekin because it's like a, a dipping. Yeah, it's like a little sanjon dish. Yeah, and and then yeah, that that mustard is also the one. If you ever go eat the cold noodles, which is another place we'll talk about the Korean cold noodles, Naengmyeon, that's the same hot mustard you use there. It was, it was just, it was one of those things, like, it's it's rare nowadays that I will go to a restaurant and everything I'm eating is just, like, I've Brand never new. experienced anything like this before. Like, the last time that happened was I ate Burmese food. And just every dish, you're like, I've never tasted this before. This is so weird. Huh. And it was, like, it was new. And then the same thing, like, everything was, like, we're going to make this wild-ass goat stew with these random leaves that we put on top of it. And then it's this very specific, intricate dipping sauce that we... Scoop into little portions that look pretty, like you could see it at Petit Trois or something like that. And you mix it all together and you just eat stew okay. with some hot sauce paste. It's just very so bizarre, but it was is, so good. You're talking about the, the tea leaf salad at Superstar? Is, yeah. Is yeah. The, are the, the leaves at a, at the ghost spot, is it like a cooling effect, like is there, uh, as in the mint analogous? No, no, not cooling. I think just mellowing it's and accentuating. Another, it's like even... I mean, this might be another. There's like a, like a numbing quality to spearmint that I kind of enjoy. It's like mm. less yeah, minty no, than that. It's that. more like a. I mean, I always consider it to be more like arugula. Like that's sort of the yeah. analog the to me when yeah, sure. like like it's that sort of green where it's like you could almost use it as a salad or like sort of like definitely. It was definitely mild enough. Like you can't do a, a mustard green raw. Yeah, like or I wouldn't. Oh, buy yeah, it, does, it seems like it's not much more like an to mask the flavor, the gaminess, but just to accompany enhance it. it and enhance enhance it nicely. Sure, but then after once the stew and cooks also it's, down, and a also little, it's good for digestion. Well, yeah, apparently it's really good for cooling too. Is that what they say in the? Is this in the menu? Yeah, it's good for pregnant women and. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, they yeah. even say it's for good med- for pre rent Yeah, I saw it. It's like good for PMS and yeah. estrogen levels and hormones and stuff like that. Shout out, baby mamas. But then Aww. after it stews down, then what happens? I don't know. You eat it? No, the you talking about the fried rice that comes out, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's your boy. Yeah, like hot pot style. Look at the look at yeah. this look at and this then, setup. And then yeah. and then <laughs> and then and then what happened? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then wait, and then you, of course, you just make a goat fried rice. Uh, it is really because it that that's those cast iron. I guess they're not cast iron, but those like whatever those metal like they work plates. very similar to cast iron. Yeah, the way they come out, comparison. it's like it it conducts so much heat, and if you let it sit there for a second, it gets that good like sort of that good crunch, crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. Now, Korean people sometimes won't let it sit there long enough, or even like you'll be sitting there waiting for it to get hot enough, and you'll like stop. Doing it, so I think I guess pro tip for those of you so going to places where um, they're doing Korean food, a lot of times also they'll turn off your <coughs> your burner because your meal will be ending, mm. and you actually need that heat to kind of make sure it keeps it at like a, a fever pitch so that when it's like when you spread out that rice, it'll actually con- like get that crunch. So I would mm-hmm. say if they come down, turn it down. When you're doing your fried rice, just tell them you want it crunchy, or have your ideally ha- have your Korean friend tell them. You want it like crispy, <laughs> right? And they'll eyebrows they'll turn raise up. up, like oh. Well, for the goats yeah. who are using, there's a decent amount of fat rendered down in that stew. Or sure. if you're grilling duck or pork belly, you're gonna have a lot of rendered fat sitting at the bottom. So <sighs> that fat's not gonna do anything if there's no heat. You need the high enough heat. So yeah. once that fat is gonna be, hot, or at least sufficient be, heat. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You could either fry the rice, or you can just make rice that's 
impregnated with all of the grease. And it's good. Well, I'm sure. It's still good. It's really good. I'm not mad at Which it. is also good. But if you if the Soupy. fat if the fat's cool and you add the rice to it and then you turn the heat up, it's right. gonna burn. Yep. But if the fat's hot and, and that burn is left on and then they add the rice, it's gonna create that layer underneath to actually make like a tadik or a crispy rice yeah, or whatever. Those crunchies. So, oh. so that's Best what part. you want. You want that fat to still be hot when the rice is added. And that's sort of, I think, like, yeah, because it's like when you're finishing up your meal, that's when they bring out the rice. So, like, yeah. they will turn that burner down because like, there's no more meat on right. here. And you just have to sort of make it very clear to them that that's they what you want. They want to save the Korean propane. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heat does a lot of cabins, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. That's just that's just business, man. Yeah, right? that's just good. Straight so economics. You, so you liked it a lot. You see the I liked. I, I thought the goat was absolutely phenomenal, and um, I, I love Korean food. I love Koreatown, and it's the first time in a long time that I've had something. Well, one goat anywhere at any Korean restaurant. Uh, There's another place so, that does it on sixth, but it's not as good. The, not this as place good. is way, 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 way better. But I, I've never even really noticed Korean restaurants to have goat on the menu. And it, again, we at dinner tonight, I was saying like, like just like Jason had the same, the same kind of experience was this is something I've never had before at a Korean restaurant. I mean, and the broth without actually having kimchi in it had had that slight fermented sweet sour kind of. It had like a like a soon tofu kind of soup. It was really good, but not as strong. But it was it was really unique and new, and it was phenomenal. Korean food is sort of like Taco Bell in the sense that it's like the same things rearranged in a few different ways mm-hmm. and yeah. presented. So a lot of times that flavor profile that you'll taste from the spiciness will be like, or that 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 chili taste will probably be just like variations on it with like a little more soy sauce a little more mirin right. a little more vinegar I've definitely noticed more that with Korean food is everything sort There's of revolves around a, a red baseline. chili paste but that's what makes Gokujang. yeah and that's what makes sort of going I guess to move on to another restaurant the duck place so unique because it doesn't rely on that at, at all right. right and and so this duck place Don't is this duck. place called Sun Ha Jang it's S-U-N space H-A space J-A-N-G it's on I want to say Olympic and maybe like a little bit east of Crenshaw, and it's um there's no sign in English. There's only a sign in white with like kind of a small picture of a duck and Korean yeah. letters in red. Mm. But I I mean that's one of the places if if someone's coming in town from LA or from somewhere else and like I want to eat something like really really dope and I want to sort of take them somewhere where it's like very very different. And I think I took Sam here for the first time like when when we were for when yeah. we first met too. I was like. Like this is a place where it's just like really fucking dope, and it's um it's like a it's Korean barbecue with duck on again the same I think it's the same sort of like um whatever you would call that like metal that the, iron the grill dish. the mm-hmm. grill for this one is different than a normal Korean barbecue grill though because how, how so because this one I mean not all of them but it's the kind of that they use for like pork places like a normal Korean barbecue grill you just kind of cook the meat. Oh yeah, 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 and then that's flat. it. But then these are the ones where it's like the cast iron. It's dome. It's like a dome shape, mm. and then there's there's no holes in it. It's just a, a reservoir around the end where then the fat can drain out of a hole. But then at the duck place, they cram the f- the drainage the hole, hole with. with kimchi, so all the fat stays there, which is yeah. genius idea. And then that fat gets a little kimchi flavor because mm. it's just sitting in all those those spices. 
the the whole thing essentially what happens is they tilt the they tilt the 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 little dish that's heating on or the, the I don't know, what should we call it the pan grate? the yeah the, the the grill or whatever it's, grill grate. yeah because it's not even a grate because it's not no it's not yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they they put the they tilt the grill on the side or the grill pan I guess is what it is on the side so then you start cooking some of the duck and it comes out in these thinly sliced like curled pieces because it's frozen and then ah. it, um, I think they freeze it and then they probably put it through definitely like meat a, slicer. A meat That's slicer. the trick. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it gets it pretty thin, and then fat just starts to render down. And then as soon as that fat's there, they'll come by. And you should be careful when you do this because like if you do it on your own, like the the liquid and the frozen duck will sort of like splatter at you. Yeah, but they'll they'll drop it into that fat and it'll just start rendering in that fat. And I mean. That again, it, there's no red sauce. It's all it, it comes served with a salad that's like very vinegary. Has like probably sesame oil, some other few things, and you mm. eat it with that that thing. And then when it's all done, you have this big pile of delicious duck. But then you also have all this duck fat and these little crispy Ooh. end bits. And they come come by, bring some rice over. Uh, I'm like, I like, I legit I just know, had a three hour right dinner, now. and I'm like <laughs> thinking about this, getting like so hungry. And it's that's... they drop the rice in there, and then they take. I mean, this is the sort of Native American-y part of Korean people. Where it's like they have all these little side dishes <laughs> on the plate, on the and table. They, yeah. they dump it all in there and say, and now we're making your fried rice in this duck fat. Yeah, like that's my favorite part about things. it is like they'll, you'll have your banchan, which are all the little mini dishes of pickled veggies and fun little snacks that you nibble on. Seaweed and bits. And mm-hmm. without asking whether you want it or not or if you only want this or that, they just a lady. Oh, they don't over. ask you. Nah. <laughs> I, not that's not even no. a joke. No, no, no. They'll be like, "Oh, do you want this? Do you want like for no, me?" No, she last. will just grab a, every dish on the table, whatever is left in any of the banchan, and dump it into the grill pan, pour the rice <laughs> on top, and just stir it around, and then you have duck fried rice. Which it's is, the it's the Korean frittata. It's like whatever you got. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> on Sunday. I mean, that's like slop when I get off work and I used to cook. I would just grab everything that was out on my knees and just like dump it all in a bowl and like try to make it work and just mix it all around. And, I'll do that with pasta sometimes. All, like whatever yeah. you have left over, like so turn fun. that into a pasta. It's great. And sometimes like a, it doesn't like work. A carbonara? But mostly it does. David Cho? I mean, as like a side bit, as a, as a tangent. I mean, as a tangent. It's, it's down to the notes. Do you? I want to talk about carbonara. Do you want to talk about cream pasta? Because I mean, that's the whole. That's that's my biggest beef with the whole thing. And well, I, let's let's take a quick carbonara side side route, just because I know that you are very. Well, we have you here. I, we have you here. We have the carbonara, carbonara police is a, in the building. Carbonara is a specific thing. It's <laughs> it's some sort of cured pork. Preach, child. Black pepper. Carbonara of the purest form is guanciale. No. What is it then? That's the way it's always been told to me by like Italians. Italy and shit. Egg yolk and parmesan. Alright, so egg yolk. I mean, where do you get the fat? There's no fat in it at all? You, get, you have fat from, from the, the cheese. cheese and from the yolk. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, I mean, but that's the thing. It's Make like, some butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oil to start, but mm-hmm. basically, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got I, yolk. But I mean, we're splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah but the, the, I, splitting hairs. the idea being those are the only things in it. It's for poor people to eat because they don't have other shit to eat. And it's right. like, it's supposed to be that simple dish. Spartan it's like dish. When you add, when you start adding certain greens, when you start adding, I mean, don't like, cream is like automatically like not a carbonara. Once there's, like, right? I mean, can. Like, I'm hitting the table right now. I don't yeah, know why. Right, right. But it's like, cream does not... Car- like, it, once cream's in it, there's other words for what those things are. Like, call, calling car- like, cream people are actually the most 
like sort of uh, flagrant offenders of this thing. Because if you go to Korea, it's like they have dishes on at Italian restaurants called carbonara. It's like there's all this shit. In it. It's just a Korean pasta with cheese. I don't think there's even egg in it. But the whole <laughs> thing is like, like I. I love carbonara, <laughs> like, so much. Right. And I, and then, like, I, the reason Jason's saying this is because, like, I think there have been, been a few times he'll he'll throw up a few things on the gram ah, labeled yeah. as carbonara. Like, oh, well, I mean, you know. Well, Touché. you know, it's a, it's a loose definition. I mean, it's, being, it's, it's like saying a cheeseburger should only have meat and cheese on it, you know, and if you put lettuce on it, it's sacrilegious or whatever. You know, it's... It, uh, I, think, I think it's... it's it just be, it because, depends. Because this is more of like, there's like an actual process to it. It's like a specific sequence of things There is an order of operations. Carbonara. And like, I've honestly like, I've, I, I was in Italy this last year and I actually did a lot of carbonara research. Like, not even joking. There's this woman, um, her name is Anna Dente. <laughs> Uh, famous for her kale carbonara, right? And her hu- is her husband's named Al? Yeah. Well, uh, well, she's actually this woman. She it was it, it was honestly the best pasta that we'd had in in Italy, and um, it actually came recommended from. Uh, they're known for their pasta. They, I, that, <laughs> I've, I've heard, heard that. that about them. Um, but it's uh, but we had a list from actually one of one of the people I was on the trip with is friendly with Mario Batali, and he was like, "Here's a list of places you need to go." This is going to be the best one, and like for the most part, he was right, and that one actually was the best one. And like we were there, it was the last day before she was leaving on holiday for a month because everyone in Italy leaves, I guess, for during mm-hmm. August or something like that. And um, so they were having this big family meal, like literally their family, not like restaurant family meal. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, like the family was there eating, and we were there, and like, oh yeah, you guys can come. You guys, like they, we, we were obviously from America, and we didn't speak Italian. Like she was like, oh yeah, yeah come stay, come stay. She so had a full Anthony Bourdain experience. It, yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. I was about to curse. I don't know if I want to do that. You, or you not. can curse if you want. Curse it up. It was pretty fucking crazy, and um, and so Damn at the it, end, we gotta cut that. She made, she it was pretty beep crazy, and um, <laughs> they had carbonara there. It was fucking unreal, and um, and so then after it was done, I was like. I was like, "Can you show us how to make this?" And we went in the back of the kitchen, and like we saw, like she, like she walked us through it, and like walked us through the steps. Because I think a lot of times, when, even please when describe. I make, by the way, yeah, yeah go, ahead. Please, go, go ahead. please go into deep detail. I have it Unless in my notes. You were sworn so to secrecy. I have it in my notes, so I don't want to fuck it up. Um, huh? I, I'm gonna have to find it. I don't know if I can or not. But did Blan- you, use- you want to blanch the kale first? <laughs> I mean, but the biggest thing for me is just the sequence of. He, how hot the oil should be with the pancetta. And the, the thing that I remember is they cook the pan, they render the pancetta down first, take the pancetta out, let it cool down. The pancetta can't be hot. Do they start it in a cold oil? Or they- cold oil. Yeah. And then cook it down, reserve some of the fat, and then when it's all said and done, it's just the heat of the pasta. No heat from the oil, no heat from the fat, no yep. heat from anything else. Yep. And totally. then oh, okay. They when do, they put when the yolk goes in, sense. it's just from the heat of the pasta. Yep. Out of yolk the doesn't water. even go in. Starts oh. with the yolk in the bowl, a little bit of cheese, add the pasta, mix it together. Toss, you have to keep mixing yeah, it. That's yeah, that's the trick. It's like risotto. Yeah. Keep mixing it. Then add the pancetta and the oil then, and then add more cheese. And then while you're doing that, also add a shitload of black pepper. And it's like mm-hmm. That, but it's that simplicity, and that's what I like so much about carbonara because you can actually taste every element of the thing. Yeah, and like really good carbonara isn't greasy, and that's why I think the cold oil actually is really good because it becomes more silky. Right, and then you it know a little the noodles. Yeah, it'll, rend- it'll render the water. fat down of the guanciale or the pancetta instead of actually crisping it. Exactly, mm-hmm. and and so and then the pasta or the pancetta or whatever the pork stays they because they only use guanciale it seemed like in in Italy, but mm. um. 
that also stays really crispy too, and it it, ha- it keeps that chew, it keeps that texture, and it's so I that's why I like carbonara, and that's why it's like really hard for me if like people are like, and here's some cream because cream undermines the entire dish. Mm. Like even greens, a lot of a lot of times can undermine the entire dish because it's like you have the clean egg, pepper, pork fat like that flavor and the pasta obviously and those flavors go so well together i would also recommend if you're really into carbonara there's a place called raschioli uh, raschioli raschiolio or something like that if you google it they sell like they have a video of a dude who's boss as hell and then this is also probably the second or third best place we had pasta in italy making like, this podcast is crazy because i'm just like talking about food and now i'm getting hungry um <laughs> yeah uh, That's okay. It, 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 there's a really good instructional video of him making carbonara, which is in a pretty similar fashion. But they sell kits, and <laughs> they'll sell you. They they'll send you all the stuff. Carbonara starter kit. It honestly is that, and it's actually, I love that idea. But they also have like there's something even about the eggs that they use, and I, I don't remember the science behind it. If you go back and watch this video, he explains it. But like the type of egg that you use. The, the age of the egg is really important, the too, for some reason. The oh. temperature of the egg. Yeah, so all of those things are, like, so important. And I, I guess, so that's why, because it's, like, they do so much with so little, and I, I do like just that flavor combination so much. It's, like, yeah. once you start adding the other things, or once you, like, I think, like, kind of going in different directions with pasta is a great idea. It's, like, that's what you should always be doing. Mm-hmm. But you don't but have to call it a carbonara. That's my thing, and that's and, why. And not mentioned is the difference in different Parmesans that you can get. Exactly. I mean, well, yeah, that, that will Reggiano or whatever you like get all. They use, they use a blend of, I want to say it's Romano and Reggiano. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they use the Reggiano finish, and they use a little bit of the Romano and Reggiano at the, at the beginning. So, so. Okay, well, I have, Softer, I have, I have sense. a couple questions for you. Let's <laughs> okay. say let's say you make your carbonara exactly to these specs. You're just using guanciale, parmesan, egg, black pepper. That's it. But you put some green peas in there, which is a, a not uncommon thing to add into a carbonara. If it's just a carbonara... If everything about it is a carbonara, but you just throw a handful of peas in at the end, what would you call that? I mean, if, if I was being if I was being an asshole, I'd call, call it carbonara with peas, I guess. But it, well, that's I, what it carbonara is. with peas. It, it really throws me off asshole. to call it a carbonara because it's like. I, no, again, I would never call it a carbonara. But it would, would you would do you not want to call it a pea carbonara or a carbonara with peas? I mean, pea carbonara sounds gross. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sorry, sorry, I don't mean to. Be I, had too to pick, I had to pick the one. So gross. Yeah. But but I but that is the most common thing also that people seem to use. Right. Like onions too. I mean I just think it's one of those things where it's like I can't even picture that. I mean the, their people do it. They render it down when it's they so do the hot. when they do the pork. Ugh. Yeah. Um I I've put onions in it. Le- listeners garlic. listeners beware yeah. garlic has not been mentioned in this recipe anywhere. Which it will shouldn't. trick itself sometimes into people's carbonara as well. You could you know what you could actually you could talk me into garlic being allowed if only because uh-uh. they I like u- that Andre has now become more of a they use they no, use I'm saying, good. they I'm use garlic no, like when they when they cure whatever the, the, the cured pork you use. Like if you get like a, a pinchette or something like that, there's garlic involved in that. So you could maybe talk me into it but like i mean that's like me being like like i'm trying to not seem like a crazy person on a recorded file right now it's like you know like right, yeah. if, if we were talking we were seeing at dinner i'd be like no fuck you that's not a carbonara but if there but if there is meat involved like you said uh which often is but not necessarily to me intrinsic to a carbonara but the only texture is either the pasta 
the black pepper. The cheese should melt well with the yolk. It's not even a melting. And, and it's like then, a coating. Right, yeah, exactly. it's like a coating. Yeah, it's just, but like the only texture involved will be pasta meat. and meat if it's there and the pepper, and that's it. Yeah. And really good places, I think, use pip. And the foie. Yeah, and the <laughs> using really good also using too. really good pepper I think is also very very important and like really coarse pepper too so that it, yeah, it, it sticks coarse. to the pasta and it's not like I mean like so it's really textural. like yeah textural and you taste it a lot more like on your mouth I think those are the kind of things it's like not seasoning it's like a flavor if that makes sense it, okay my next yeah. question do you make carbonara yourself yeah all the time really bang. yeah of course bang, so do bang. you consider yourself to be a carbonara no, because that's Maker insulting that's, to Anadente. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, also, I, know, but I, like, I think the for a for a Korean guy living in in Hollywood, you probably make a pretty decent carbonara. I'd eat that carbonara. Dog. Yeah, I'll you, send you, you play it by the book. You're I'll send you also. Like, I have three different. I want those big nose, carbon, dog. Carbonara. You send me your carbonara starter. I want those nose. I um. I'm curious about the eggs. Yeah, I, I smell. I smell video forming right here, Andre. Video's gonna happen. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's one of those things. I think the other great thing about the dish is like you don't have to be a great cook to make it really well. I think the the big thing that in Italy I do think that they nail, and I think this is true for most Italian pastas, is just the the quality of ingredients that they're using. Quality it's not of even, pasta. It's I mean they use dry pasta though. Yeah, no, it's no, like, no mm-hmm. there's nothing Absolutely. wrong with dried pasta. Yeah, and it's um, I prefer cooking with dried pasta. Depends it depends on me. what it depends, depends on, on the, dish, on what the yeah. thing. I think with for flatter, wider pastas like a pappardelle or something agreed. like that, I love a fresh pasta. I think for lasagna, I think fresh pasta is like so important. You can't make a fresh bucatini. Yeah, it's got to be true. a dried bucatini. That's, that's okay. Okay, um, my next question: Do you eat when you're at home and you make carbonara yourself? Do you eat it with chopsticks? No. <laughs> what the. F- <laughs> <laughs> I thought you're gonna the crazy. You're your like when you carbonara. when you make carbonara at home and you're eating it alone. I was like, oh god, I am yeah, making a lot of carbonara for a while. Okay, well, I'm not I'm not saying that because of an Asian thing. I was I was saying that because when you were describing um, after you cook the pasta and you you have a separate mixing bowl that has the egg and the cheese in there and you dump the noodles in there. Oh, they also and you say stir not to it mix together to emulsify that them. Makes sense. I I pictured in my head. It being more efficient to do it with chopsticks because I actually it, don't think that's true. I, I do like. I feel like it wouldn't. It would that. damage the noodles less. I think if you're using, I think I typically like it with spaghetti, like a thick spaghetti. So yeah. I, I, I'm using a sturdier noodle. Also, it's like I tend to par cook most of my noodles because I like it more al dente, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll or not par cook, but I'll, I'll undercook yeah, my I, noodles I, more. Right. And like so, I, I think the 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 fork doesn't do too much to it. Yeah. But I'm I'm more than happy to put if this exists you on never, the internet. So you've never eaten it with chopsticks. Really, you've never. Used I think it. you should try. I like chopsticks for thinner noodles. I'll be honest. It's like yeah, it's like also it's like these noodles. I mean, it's kind I don't of like an udon. It, it's an udon like noodle type. You know, it's about the same different, thing. Different same. texture udon does. I also think it's like I'm not really eating American food with chopsticks ever. I use chopsticks only for Asian food, and I mm. for American food I use American utensils. I think it's a sort of not even Cheetos. To. Oh, well, Cheetos for sure, because the hands. Yeah. Cheetos for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. go to the club with yeah. those orange fingertips. I really do hate, I, I love Cool Ranch Doritos. I hate the residue of the, the fucking Doritos. That's why I don't eat them. I, I, really the crema. Want, <laughs> I really want an, <laughs> I want an invention that sort of allows you to eat those things without messing up oh. your hands. Like, I guess slave. like a plastic glove. Jalen Rose, right? On the podcast, on the Jalen Rose podcast, he talks about he would, he get his, he get his, uh, 
his bags and he crumbles it up and he funnels it yeah. out of the bag in his mouth. No That's way. how he avoids getting it on his, on his hands and on his I agree with the spirit of that. I do not agree with execution of that. What's up with, because Korean people eat with gloves a lot, right? Is that true? I don't, that's not a thing I've ever heard. I've seen it on the internet. Like with, like when you're eating like, like hot wings that have like sauces all over them, that kind of thing. I, the only times that I would know what you're talking about is when, when typically when people make kimchi, they'll, they'll wear gloves when they do that. Because it's like a very, like, I mean, it's a labor intensive process. And yeah, it's like, you have to brine it, and that's like just like really coarse sea salt and water, and you're doing that, and then there's a seasoning and all mm. that stuff, and like you, you're essentially taking these heads of cabbage, and you're um, you're like stuffing every single crevice of that cabbage with the seasoning. So they'll do that with gloves sometimes, and like well, the the chili powder will stain and also burn your hands because I've made kimchi many times. Really? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe my, my my mom wouldn't do it with gloves, so maybe my mom's really tough, or maybe she don't. I don't even remember. No, I didn't point. do it with gloves either, but I've seen a lot of videos where. Do you um, Korean moms making kimchi wear gloves a lot? But uh, you, you, even though you don't live with your parents, you live on your own. <laughs> yeah. Do you have correct. a separate refrigerator for yeah, kimchi? Yeah, kimchi fridge. No, I, I wish. Actually, I don't need a separate refrigerator because it's like I live by myself, so it's like, and I live here, and I, I end up like a lot of times like it, it's just as economical for you to go out to eat as it is to cook for one a lot of times, unless you're yeah, like really cooking true. all the time. Or if you're eating a lot of leftovers. Especially Korean you eat your own food. Because yeah. Korean food's so cheap, too. It's just like yeah. a lot, typically I'll end up my refrigerator is pretty empty. It's like things that I use a lot, like garlic, um, arugula I've been using a ton for, I, I've been making this one pasta. It's not even a pasta, truly. It's like that I've been as like an easy dish a lot. Um, which is you cook like garlic in like big chunks or in like little uh, slivers in really good olive oil. Oh, I cannot recommend California Olive Ranch olive oil enough. It is the best olive oil I've ever used. It's the most all-purpose. For the money oil. off the shelf, you well, cannot yeah, buy a better olive oil. Well, it should be close to home. Well, I mean, not even I like no the brand. The brand, literally, is the California brand. Olive. Yeah. Cal- California olive branch yeah, olive oil. square bottle. It's a square yeah, it's bottle. Good. They sell it at Whole Foods. It's probably like fourteen bucks or thirteen bucks for a big bottle. But like honestly, like once you start cooking with it, you taste the difference in all your stuff. Like spending the extra four or five dollars on this olive oil, like really, really, really pays mm-hmm. off. But um, so yeah, you cook olive oil, um, garlic, crushed red pepper or red pepper flakes, and then anchovies. You melt that down a little. Mm-hmm. You take a pasta, not that much pasta. Mix it in, and this is a Mark Bittman recipe, so there's a video of him making it on the internet if you want. Um, just Google arugula anchovy pasta. Google arugula. Uh, <laughs> and then you take uh, the pasta that you cooked, a little of the pasta water, obviously, mix it in that oil thing, and then you put it on a big bed of arugula. So it's like the ratio of pasta to arugula. Is, like I do it at this point because I'm also trying to be a little healthier with it. It's like one to five pasta mm-hmm. to arugula. So it's like the pasta, the hot pasta wilts down the yeah. arugula a little bit. At finishing but not with a, a full wilt. You got some wilted, a, some not. Exactly. So that's a lot of arugula. <clears throat> Mix so it up to together. That. And it's almost like a salad with just like pasta bits in sense. it. And it's smart. It's you mean the like most, a pasta salad? Well, they call it a salsa on the video. <laughs> but, but I, would, I, I would never do salsa. that. But it's, um, but honestly, it's like as far as like a quick, easy meal that like, you can like you can put it together in twenty minutes. It feels really hearty. It doesn't make you feel gross like that. And then sounds great. Do we great. have Rachel Ray on the podcast right now? Because <laughs> I feel like we just got a great 
I my other my other one is just like this is this is from this Korean TV show, um, which will bring it back to the Korean food. It's from a Korean TV show where it's like all about like taking in, it's like a part of a variety show. It's a it's a segment they do at the end, and it's about taking instant. They're foods all variety shows. And, yeah, and it's like about making late nights. It's like literally about when you get home drunk or you get home late. What can you make that's Munchy. really easy? Yeah, it's like that, and it's sort of like um, this is this takes uh, a cold like. Um, it's so it's called naengmyeon. It's like uh, it's a it's a buckwheat noodle soup base that's instant. You freeze one of them. I'm like mm. honestly salivating again. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's mm, frozen buckwheat noodles. No, no, it's salivating. No, it's the it's a soup base. So it's oh, like okay, it's okay. similar to the soup base that you and I had at another place. We'll talk about called the Corner Spot in L.A. Mm-hmm. That has one of the best cold noodle dishes. I think honestly, it's better. It's as good as anything in Korea. It's one. Of the, it's my favorite one in L.A. But it's that. You cook some rice noodles, and then you add that, and then so you take the frozen soup base, you sort of chip it off, almost like a shaved ice, oh, wow. on top of the cold noodle, the, the rice noodles that you cooked oh. and are have cooled down in the water, and then you take um, like a a more peppery kimchi that you obviously have at home or that you've bought or whatever, chop it up pretty like coarsely, add some of the the red chili paste, um, a little sesame oil. Some sesame seeds, mix that up, make it into a little like uh, like a a sauce kind of like salad thing. Drop that on top of the noodles, and then eat that. And that's just like a fucking bomb ass like that quick meal. Really good. And mm. I've been eating that so much, just like I'm like I'll like if I it literally takes fifteen minutes to put together because all the stuff's like pretty ready. And then that sauce you can just make it'll mellow out or like it'll just like kind of infuse even more if you mm-hmm. just like let it sit for a couple of days. So it's like. You can right. make that, and then like I'll make like four or five batches at a time, which is also it's not that hard to make. But like, and I'll drop that on on top of the noodles every single time. I'm more. And it's so I'm good. very curious about the. Sh- so you have this b- brick of frozen soup base, yeah, like a then, bouillon kind of yeah. vibe, like a super. Like a frozen it's stock. not even meat based, I don't think, but it's um. But yeah, you have that just, soup base. just blasting with flavor, concentrated soup flavor, and like it comes in a little plastic bag. You just like but like crush it against the thing a little bit, break it off in chunks. Put it in the thing, especially like it was hot here like a couple weeks ago. So yeah. when you does it like just kind of s- slowly melt, or do you slowly eat it while melt it's and you still get in an ice crunch? A little bit, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B, because you get the crunchy bits that are still cold, and then some it's metal. Okay. Ah. I'll add some of the, like the liquid ones sometimes, just so that I have like a little bit of a soup because I like that. Okay, but I mean it's like a very refreshing. The rice noodles cook so quick and they're delicious and it's mm. like a very it's like a good it's like they're almost it almost tastes like a lighter alternative to any other noodle because like the rice noodles are really thin and really you know light. as a white man that really does not seem like a late night munchie to me at all it's not really a late night munchie it's more of like a it's like more of a daytime lunch like hot like summer yeah, 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 lunch yeah, agreed but I mean the the premise of the thing is of the show or of the segment is essentially like quick things you can make with instant ingredients <laughs> right. that you have. And they call it like sort of a late night thing, but I think that's how would the crowd respond after you sh- fully show that recipe? It, that well, so essentially what it is, they have four famous people on, and it's like they all bring their variations of it. Mm-hmm. And this was like a Hall of Fame dish that they made because it was so good, like it was so mm-hmm. popular. I feel so like if sense. I was watching the white people version of this, I would love this show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's or a, if I could just simply understand what they're saying. I'll, uh, mm. Again, I so because <laughs> the the idea of that is amazing. Google maybe, Translate, like if there were like if you had a TV show, like if Conan. Or Jimmy Fallon brought out four celebrities and be like, yo, 
make your late night munchy dish well, when you come you're home. The one, you're the one trying to make food programming, so food for thought. <laughs> Maybe Sounds just like rip off vice? that idea. Food for thought. I'm going to rip off that idea. I mean, it's not a bad one. They, they stopped doing it, so it's, it's fair game. It's very open. Yeah. Siri, um, idea has for a, a show. <laughs> but, uh, Stewie, no, write this shit down. I'm it's, really uh, done. It's very, very, very good. But yeah, so I mean, but that noodle is sort of a play off this place that Jason and I went to, I guess it was a couple months, or no, it was Halloween because I had that yeah, Halloween, Halloween costume with me. <laughs> we went to uh, right, before the restaurant. Let's describe the Halloween costume. Uh, it was a it was a big dragon, or it was an dinosaur. alligator costume that I called a dinosaur because I wouldn't wear the head, and it had like a tail with scales on it. It was pretty right. fun. I wasn't wearing the costume though. I had it, a, it in a it bag. It was a furry furry costume that he had in the trunk. Yeah, it was Pick like a follow. big. It was a big costume that I got. It's Convention like a, just let out. It's like a big onesie mm. that Cosplay. I I had in a I had in a bag. There was a hole in the back. <laughs> oh god he had a Jason. flat there's a flat um, but then so we went to this place it's called the corner place it's on I want to say 9th which is such a great name Vermont or a place that specializes in a Korean cold noodle well it's it's a Korean barbecue place and the Korean yeah. barbecue is like fine yeah a, a move that I've been doing with my friends a lot lately has been go in the day lunch and then get like three or four people get one order of meat as sort of a meat starter and then everyone just gets noodles, and you're really eating the noodles, and the meat's just sort of a nice, like, appetizer. Yeah, getting the nachos when you, when you go and you share it with <laughs> That's true. But, it's uh, an appetizer. It's an awesome it's blossom. It's like us at Del Taco. Yeah. Okay, and it's it. North Korean awesome blossom. It's, um, it's very, very good. I would recommend the sliced roast brisket, or sliced brisket, because it's super thin meat. So it's like, Chado. really, really Chado thin meat is like, it's hard to really not have it be delicious. Like no matter what the quality of the meat is, because it's, it's so thin, it's that makes it tender and like, so, you know, whatever it's like, it Milk. could be a cheap cut of meat. Yeah. And it's quick it's, bites. Uh, it absorbs flavor quickly. Salt on there. Yeah. When you overcook it, it's amazing. When yeah. you undercook it, it's also pretty good. Yeah. yeah and Korean meat, like, I mean the way, the typical way at Korean barbecue, what you should be doing is Always there should be a sesame oil thing with like really coarse salt. Like that's yep. the other yeah. important thing. Salt has to be really coarse. Throw some black pepper in there and you just dip it in there. And it's like, that's really good. And then mm. you eat that with this, this uh, cold noodle dish. And yeah, honest- talk about the cold noodle dish. Have you had this, Andre? Which one? From Corner Place? What, what? Corner Place. I've been to Corner Place. It's, it, it's the only cold noodle dish. So the comes- black bean? No, no, no. It's like a clear... It's a clear soup. It's a clear vegetable soup. It's... um. And that's the same soup base we were using in that other thing. It's like noodles and cabbage. Yeah. I mean, there's not even much else in it. It's like, mm-hmm. honestly, like there's like a small like piece of tomato in there that I think is literally just there for color. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a rice noodle. It's delicious. It's like probably... It's, it's so cold and refreshing on a hot day, man. And there, there might be like a little bit of green onion on there. Yeah, yeah. There's like, there's some green, yeah. there's some red, but like, I mean, you're talking about literally like a pinch of each Finish. or yeah, to make it look More nice for you. Like pile together this this lump of noodles but it's um it's really 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 good i, I couldn't and it's a it's it. one of those it's a bizarre dish for a non-asian person because it's just so i mean the first time i had it i was like this is it it's just you know it's just like a big ass bowl with clear broth that has a little bit of flavor and some noodles and that's it and it's cold and you're and it's it's strange, and you and he's, especially when you're used to like oh Korean food, it's just like hitting you over the head with spicy, meaty, salty, everything, you know. And it's definitely flavorful. It's just like the flavor is just like very clear, very like light, very yeah. like delicious. It's just like it's sort of I, I mean I, I hate when people use this word, but I think it's almost like the right level of umami. It's like this weird thing of just mm. like, it's just flavor. It's yeah. just taste. It's not like 
aggressively like seasoned. It's just like literally flavor that's like enjoyable. And then that with the rice noodles that like I, I think rice noodles are probably one of the most underused things of like as far as delicious noodles go. I don't think they're really respected enough. But um, I could not agree more. So yeah, I mean that. So that's the that's another place. Do the do Korean place. people across the board like that dish, or do only certain people? Are, are only certain Koreans able to appreciate the subtleties of that of that bowl? Jason, you're on some real white people shit with this. Asking me to speak on behalf of all Koreans, right? <laughs> well, now. I'm, this is this is my question. Like, there's so many dishes that are like, you know, like cheeseburger. It, everyone loves it. It's amazing. And then there's another dish that you know, like there's so many other things that are like a very subtle thing that you I know, think this is a pretty mainstream dish. I think. Okay. Like I think the duck place is sort of a fringe place. I think the is goat is even like sort of a fringe dish where it's like those are all dishes. Those are I mean it was the, due to you. You you know yeah the so, duck place. I'd never yeah. had anything like that in Korea so that before. Makes sense. Like but I've it's not taken, the kind of thing where you have to have like a more refined palate or an appreciation for the subtleties of a very delicate balanced dish. Most Korean plate Korean barbecue places in Korea like you always finish with a noodle, right? So mm-hmm. you're not actually going that hard on rice. You're eating a lot of beef. You're eating a lot of whatever, and you finish with a small bowl of cold noodles. Like and I mean mm-hmm. probably one of the reasons I'm really into is my dad is like super into it, and so like when he comes to LA, like we'll go to the spot and we'll we'll tear it up but like um but yeah i mean i think the cold noodle to finish meat off is just a very like typical trope cleanse the mouth of all the fat and super crazy flavors and also korea gets really hot in the summer it's like really humid in the summer so it's like that's a really good way to just cool down too i've seen the three-quarter length pants (laughs) it's it's also just the idea of like there's not a lot of like heat or air there's not a lot of hvacs in korea so it's like right right so really yeah like if you go that's why if you like watch korean tv a lot of times it's like (laughs) when you guys are all watching korean tv all the time Mm -hmm. it's like you go to restaurants and stuff like that. People are wearing jackets. Like that's because it's like there's not a lot of heating in there. It's like huh. if you go to like a Korean church in Korea, it's like in the winter. It's like they don't have a lot of heat on. It's right. like so people are like staying bundled up in, pl- in places like that. Not so, of that. Um, um, you, I wanted to talk about banchan. What's your all-time favorite banchan? I'm not that. I don't. I like the perillo leaves a lot. Um, I like. A, there's a really slow cooked. Uh, um, Oh, I want to say, what is it? I guess it's a short rib um, that's like a sesame mm. or a, a soy sauce and sesame oil. Um, like, Is it kind of dried out a little bit? It's not dried out because it sits in, in the in the juice for so long. It's so like reconstituted. Even, so it's like, it's, uh, they like, you keep it in your refrigerator in that, in that cooking liquid or mm. that seasoned liquid. And you also put in a hard boiled egg sometimes and like that sits in there for a while. It's really, really good. Like that's one of my favorites. It's like, it's kind of a tougher meat, but it pulls apart the way short ribs do. So I don't, I, I've never made it, so I don't know exactly what. How do you feel about the potato salad? I mean, I like, I was actually telling someone at dinner today, I was like, potato is my favorite sort of thing to. Because banchan is a very, because that's kind of, it seems like it's the odd man out in the, in the banchan bunch. Not if you know it's Korean people love mayonnaise. It's like, uh. <laughs> it's like that's the thing. It's just like, do, do they really? Uh, yeah. yeah sure. so I mean, good. where do I yeah. get Korean food that has mayonnaise in it? Cause I love mayonnaise a lot. Yeah. We You'll sure see do. in, in Korean pizza, they'll like finish it with mayonnaise, like a swirl of mayonnaise. Oh, on top. yeah. 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 Um, I Mr. Korean, pizza, right? Yeah. Mr. Pizza does that. But yeah. like, I mean, like Pizza Hut in Korea does that, you know, like okay. they'll throw some corn and like finish it off with whatever. They also throw potato wedges on pizza in Korea. That's so, I'm okay. I like potato pizza. Um, and so, 
As a carbonara purist, how do you feel about this pizza blasphemy that your people are doing? Fuck, there's no such thing. I, I don't care about that. I, I'm, I actually what do you mean got, there's no such thing? <laughs> As I got pizza a, blasphemy? Yes! A pizza blasphemy is like if you, if you put like... If you had a bed of kale as like your dough and you called that, yeah, that's what the equivalent is. That's like is. a quote, like, quote, but yeah. like raw pizza. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like that. Well, I'm saying. If, I, I, I'm, on, I'm on kind of Stu's side on this one. I'm saying uh-huh. there is. Jason Stu, there's two Stu's here. Which Stu? Me, Jason Stu. Me Stu. Okay, sorry. I'm saying I'm if there's serious, carbonara and carbonara purists. Yep. There is pizza and there are definitely pizza purists. purists there, yeah. there, that's why I'm on your side. There are like the, the, the classic. Napolitano, like a Hawaiian, a Hawaiian pizza is the kale carbonara. Yeah, you, no, no, but like that. But Hawaiian pizza, a type of a type of pizza. It's like so. It's like yeah. if you say, but I a think, lot of people would consider that to be pizza blasphemy. I think, I think, like it would be margarita pizza blasphemy, right? Like, I mean, if okay, you, okay, you know what I mean. Now I'm yeah, coming exactly. back over. Now I'm coming back to the other side. Yeah, exactly. like carbonara is a type of pasta. Exactly, it's, a, it's, it's an execution yeah, specific pasta. thing. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, it'd be the equivalent of saying Hawaiian pizza blasphemy is like putting jalapenos on it. I was like, well, that's not the true Hawaiian pizza. You beat pizza, me. You know? Okay, but I feel like you, I, true. You, you have a point, and I agree with you 100%, but I feel like there is a tipping point to where you have to be like, yeah, come mayonnaise on. And There's a come on, son. Tipping point. Yeah, I think, I when think you, to, when you're putting corn, potato wedges, and mayonnaise on it. I think as long as there's a, dough on the bottom, on, that's yeah. all that matters, honestly. I think dough... Dang, dough it's a big group of pizzas. Dough as a, as yeah. a, in a circle... As like the base, I think is all that really matters because it's like I well, mean, they should have never let Koreans make pizza. In the <laughs> the problem. But like, if you look at pizza, like not all pizzas that Italians make, it's like there are ones without sauces, there are ones that just have cheese. It's There's like a gosh you thing. can't Mexican pizza. Yeah, you, Mexican Mexican pizza is probably the limit. That's the tipping point. If you want to be like, okay, that's not pizza, and I now love it's a race thing. I would agree. I love like I think a Mexican pizza Taco Bell is my favorite item on the menu, maybe besides <laughs> cinnamon twist. But it, oh, <laughs> that's the best thing. It's the only thing I fuck with there. But it's not. But also, Mexican pizza is not, not pizza. pizza. Yeah, it's, that's it's, uh, that's actually there's not pizza. There's some quotes there. Air so quotes that, that, I think, is like... But it is the, delicious. Yeah, it's really, really Oof. great. I Yeah, I, I wrote a thing on the internet about Mexican pizza one time. Um, about On Mother's Day, actually. Because there's <laughs> a really... There's, it's it's a really like sort of sad story about I guess I'll tell a short version of it where um I love a sad Mother's Day story. So when we were growing up, like I my family is just super poor, like really really crazy poor, and um I loved Mexican pizzas as like a <laughs> six year old, and uh no, I must have been seven because it was second grade, and um and my mom went to the Taco Bell and she was, and we couldn't afford Mexican pizzas, and she was like, it's like listen, my son loves this, like is there any way you could just sell me some of the shells, like the because it's a flat. Tostada shell. Toasted, yeah, it's yeah. like a flat uh, fried shell. Mm-hmm. And she's like, can you sell me some of this so I can make some for me? And the person who worked there was just like, that I'm, uh, that it's, I guess they were just like, that's so, I, I guess sad, but I don't want to use that to describe my mom, but that's so sad. So they just gave, them the, gave her the shells for free. Touching. That's great. Yeah, and whatever. So Works every time. <laughs> and she was like, sucker. Um, <laughs> you know, and then so she, uh, she made some, like, she got some refried beans and some ground beef and, and did the whole thing, cheese on top with the enchilada sauce. And Not like, the same. She made it and, and she made it for me. And, like, to seven year old me, she was like, she's like, oh, like, here it is. And, like, I ate it and I was like, it was good. But it was like, I was like, yeah, but it's like, it's just not the same. And like, I could tell, like, I, I look back on that moment. I'm like, oh my God, right. what, what a dick. Like, I'm like, what, like, just you're, you're a horrible person. It's like, it's almost like I, I don't blame seven year old me because it's like seven year old you doesn't understand empathy at all and doesn't yeah. understand like what it means to be poor and what it means to like not be able to provide and like things like that. But then I, the sort of ringer or the kicker at the end of the story is sort of like, 
maybe five or six years ago at this point. Like I, I was talking to my mom. I was like, oh, do you remember that happened? I'm so sorry about that. Like whatever. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember that at all. I just remember you liking it. And I was like, that's so nice. And that's so motherly almost mm-hmm. like forget that you're just an incredible asshole and like that you did that to your mom. But um, but yeah, it's it's. I was just sort yeah. of like, I was like, so I'm. That was like, it was on. A, it was for Mother's Day, and I was like, I was like, this is why I think moms are great, and like, is because they forget that you can be a huge asshole, and they'll only remember like the good things about you. Sometimes, mm-hmm. other times, they'll remember the shitty things about you, and they'll be like, they'll hold that against you for the rest of your life, which my mom does. But um, like my mom really wants me to get married, which we talked about the last time we were on your podcast. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but um, no, I. Uh, well, do you feel like now that you're Forbes thirty under thirty, and, and <laughs> I was I was that before, and she still wanted me. To, okay, like, but I'm saying now that you're balling. Yes. How have you? So hard. I feel like there's a way where you can balling so hard. There's there's a yeah. way that you can thank her for this Mexican pizzas. I mean, yeah, just, like what? Every you, Mother's Day, ten Mexican pizzas. You ain't got I, I, I look up. I look up for my parents. <laughs> yeah. I, I very. I, yeah. I, I, I. I'm sure you do, but I'm talking specifically for this instance of you. I want you to somehow use your wealth and invention <laughs> and and imagination to make make this Mexican pizza situation right. <laughs> Remedy it somehow. Somehow. It's, it's tricky because they're in Korea now and there's not a lot of Taco Bells around there. I mean, I guess I could... No, I think you got to think outside the bun. Oh. Oh. Think about fourth bang, meal? Bang, bang. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's, it's going to need something more than just literally like... Me hey, making hey, a Mom, Mexican I pizza? I bought you a 99 cent Mexican pizza. <laughs> Thank you for that. Like, something. You know, Give her like, the dollar so she can buy it for you. Like, yeah. every Mother's Day, like... Create some like super decadent, amazing Mexican pizza thing with Korean caviar, or get them out of North I mean, Korea to South Korea, yeah, yeah, or, no, just, no, or get them into safe land, whatever it is. You know? I think you're square. You wrote a piece about it for yeah, God's yeah. sake. I couldn't. Like, here's the here's the crazy. Thing. I couldn't send it to my mom because I used the word asshole in it, huh. and like I knew that that was just that would upset oh, her more than anything else if yeah. she knew that I was she like cursing can. in public and stuff. Like I, because like, it's such a sweet what was story. what was the piece on? Uh, mm-hmm. It was in the Atlantic. Okay. I just, but just on the website, um, okay. not, like, not like a real thing. But it well, was, this is well. Then here's our idea: you print a fake magazine. You you, you print a <laughs> no. This is what I would, do. I would. There's a way in, in Chrome you can sort of edit code and like whatever. I would just take out the word asshole. Yeah, take out and the change asshole. it with jerk, and then yeah. like print and give it to her because there's a really sweet picture Frame of me it. and her from when I, when we were little too. And it, all right, you That's know, it's a great I will. story. When is when is Mother's Day? Who knows? Yeah. And, uh, I feel like they always give you April? a warning. They, there's like always like May. a three week warning, and I'm Thank like, oh, okay, it would be in May. Yeah, May. sorry, right, mommy. Well, May, May, I guess I'll do that. I think it's in April. No, May. you know who gets pissed at that point? Then though, every day is Mother's uh, Day. Every day is Mother's Day for sure. Dad's pissed about that, but me and my dad aren't that close, so I don't think it really matters. Tell me about it. Uh, hey, your parents are living in Korea now. My parents live in Korea now. They moved back uh, in 2010. Because wow. my mom is a twin sister, and she wanted to be closer with her, and they had, they they hadn't lived in the same country or same much less same city for like twenty something years. Or yeah, you guys get that. Would um, you would in you the same city? As a kid? Um, I went to Korea a little bit when I was younger. Again, we were not poor, easy to do. Yeah, so we couldn't really do that much. Kind of- but um, as I got older, I would go more often, and then I. I dated a girl there for a while, and so like I was going back like four or five times a year, and I would see mm-hmm. my parents a bunch. Right. Um, and what would you guys was, do when you went? Uh, just hang out. No, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> go watch movies. Um, walk around. So yeah. do you hold her purse? Yeah, hold her purse. Go shopping. <laughs> do you visit a few times? Go to Barney's. A year now with your folks there. Uh, I don't go as much as I should. I honestly, the last year has been really crazy, but. Um, 
Like last year, I only went twice, but I should go. Twice more. is enough. I mean, twice is a lot it's to good. go to Korea. It I mean, is a lot. It's also, a, it's, it's like a big I, trip because I, I go at one of the peak times normally, which is like Christmas. Or, I went Thanksgiving last year because it's a little cheaper than Christmas, but like it's just highway robbery for those tickets. Like they they get aggressive with that pricing. Um, uh, well, to to wrap up, not well. Now, wait. I want to at least list off a few more Korean restaurants. I think people should go to, and we won't talk about them. I just want to list them off so yeah, people go, ahead, go to please, them. Please, please. There's a there's a new there's a new spot that is my new new that is my jam right now. Exclusive. Um, this is the place I tried to get you guys to go to this week, which is uh, it's it doesn't even have a real name. Um, it's on Olymp. I sound like Stefan. It doesn't, it doesn't have a real name. <laughs> uh, but there's a midget. Uh, um, this Korean restaurant has everything. For starters, um, it's got a, a true dome that they cook on. It's Korean barbecue for pork belly. True dome. It's a. It's like a. It's, it looks like a Pharrell hat. It's that high. Oh. And it's got little it's an aggressive angle. It's got little holes and grill, and then around it, surrounding it, there's a, a little moat area. A reservoir, and a fat moat. Yeah, it's like a big reservoir, and in that they put rice cakes, kimchi, and they fill it with this broth that I don't know what it is, but like a, some sort of like probably a beef broth I want to say. And you cook pork belly on the top of it, and then the fat just like some of the fat goes down into the holes in the grates, and some of the fat renders down into the right. into the kimchi. And that's essentially how people make kimchi stew. Like the way you make kimchi stew is you take pork belly again, salivating, um, and then you you cook that down, and then in that fat you add either water or stock and kimchi. Cook that all together, and then you just let that stew for a while. This does this while you're cooking, while you're eating, and they've also and the kimchi gets nice and cooked and. It's like it's delicious. They have a really great salad. They have really good the perilla sort of mm-hmm. side that I was talking about. They have that. You eat it with that. It's really, really, really good. I could not recommend it enough. Hmm. It's on Olympic. And this restaurant has no name. It's called Pork Changun, and it's like it's again. The, you can recognize it because it says pork in English, and there's a picture of a cartoon pig on the left of it. Helpful, but um, classic Koreatown. Mm-hmm. But there's no like I don't. I looked up that word. And I didn't know what it was either. I think it might be slang that I don't know. But mm. um. The sliced rice cakes is that duck boggy? It's that same long, yeah. It's the same. Um, it's the same rice cake, and uh, it's just really, really, really good. I, I couldn't recommend those it. The, enough. Those are like the cylindrical gummy tubes. Yeah, yeah. It looks like oh, um, I like those. Guys. Yeah, it's like little fingers yeah. almost. Those, like fat ass haichu. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> flavorless fat ass haichu. Um, With a fucked up texture. The the other thing I would recommend in Koreatown. Wait, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other things. One was at Pot right now, which obviously mm. is a little bit sacrilege. Line Hotel. They have uh, at, in the Line Hotel. They have on Normandy and and uh, and Wilshire. They have a, a shaved ice that is the most bomb shaved ice. It's uh, I've had it. I always want it. Condensed what's, what's up with Koreans and shaved ice? I don't know. I, I think everyone loves shaved ice, really. but specifically mm-hmm. Koreans. It's a very popular dessert. I think I Asian know. culture. It's an Asian culture thing, straight up, man. It's always t- condensed milk, right? Wait, hold on. Let me tell you about the shaved right. ice, though. Shit, well, yeah, give it, give it, give it. It's Silence it, on the floor. It comes out on the same grill that you guys had your... your what are you uh, talking about, fool? Hold on. It comes out on the same grill that, that you had your, your goat on today. It comes. It's served on that. It's like a, a shitload of ice, and then they put Kool-Aid powder, tricks. Red bean like paste, but in like little scoops and dollops. Um, like uh, like what's that? What's that? Almond jelly. Um, mm-hmm. And then, oh, fuck, I'm cool. trying to remember if there's anything else. It condensed milk, obviously, and it's Lychee. so good. No, because it's like there's no real fruit in it besides the alm- almond right. jelly. Right. And then there ain't no fruit. The reason they do, <laughs> I think, wild. the reason they do it on the on the the iron thing is the iron thing comes super cold. 
So when you put the ice on it, it almost creates this like harder level of ice on the bottom as it melts. And the Kool-Aid and all that stuff, it just tastes so good. And it's like it's my favorite uh shaved ice place. Uh, yeah, there's the there's the there's the Korean shaved ice place that was sort of infamous for serving in dog bowls, metal dog bowls, because it retained the the cold. Fr- yeah. oh, if they were funny. frozen, they would stay yeah, so yeah. cold. Yeah, that makes sense. God, that is it, so stony, by the way. There's unfathomably. That's like a child made that up. It's yeah, so when stony. I was little. Yeah. I would literally eat that because we had a hand crank shaved ice maker thing that you had to like. You, you essentially. It's Did like, you have that because you grew up in the South or because you were Korean? Korean. Because okay. I, I love this thing. We had a janky one that we bought in Atlanta at the Korean store four hours away from Knoxville where I grew up. Sure. And, um, Banging. Know, like, it, here's what was annoying about you could like you bought it and then you couldn't eat it right away because you have to wait for these stupid plastic ice molds to like freeze. Uh. And it takes forever. And then also if you're like little, you're not thinking ahead that much. Sure. So it's like, you don't always have one frozen. It's like it's a whole had mess. A backup. <laughs> Snoopy sitting <laughs> yeah. on top of that thing, but, and yeah. you can't shake it. I mean, you yeah. even with just making ice cubes in your house, you kind of have to stay on top of it. Like, I yeah. I mean, you you it, you. Could, I never. I buy ice now. <laughs> like I keep a bag of ice in my refrigerator. Yeah, you have to reserve a chunk of your mental yeah. space to like. Gotta remember to make ice for ice cubes. You just so I would always. Uh, I I would put Kool Aid powder or Tang on top of it. Yep. Uh, red bean condensed milk. Uh, or not Rice Krispies. Um, what's the fruity pebbles, and then um, and Ooh. some sort of like fruit cocktail. Would and you don't smoke weed. fruit cocktail. I don't smoke any weed. Fruit cocktail out the can. Fruit cocktail. Yeah, yeah obviously. Flair syrupy. All- None, that sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, actually, so, so that would be so. The pot thing is a, is an execution of that. So that really brings you back to your your childhood. I'm sure. I legit, here here's what happened. The first time I got I went to single tier. <laughs> you just wait. Um, so it, was, it was right before Christmas. They had just come up, come up with the dessert, and um, and, and I know the dude Roy there, and he was like, "Oh, Roy who? Who's that? Roy Choi." Just so, kidding. <laughs> never heard of him. And he was like, "He was like, yo, I got this dessert, whatever, send it out." And then so we get there, and I'm there eating with literally eight people at dinner, and um, it's like all very LA people, right? Like I, we had it was like I had it was like a fucking. It took a a lot of work just to convince them to come eat Korean food. It's like everyone's there. It's like. You know, everyone eats. It's like it's a, probably a table this size, so four people on each side. I'm sitting on one of the corners of the table, and the dessert comes out, and everyone's talking. Like everyone's had a few drinks. It's like a very like chill vibe. It's like Friday night before a holiday, and uh, and like I'm like eating and like talking, like whatever. And then I look over at the dessert, and there's just a huge wedge taken out. That's probably a third <laughs> of the shaved ice, <laughs> and it's only me that's eating it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit! Like it's very clear that like no one else has touched this. It looked spoon. like the Death Star. Yeah, at the <laughs> end. like a moon. <laughs> After <laughs> it had been attacked, yeah. Just it, in it. And I was just like, oh, I was like looking around and like I'm sort of like, and these, these are all fucking people who want kale, don't want sugar, like don't whatever. And right. Just like they were like not having any of it, and God. they were just like, like at one point everyone just sort of noticed, oh shit! <laughs> like he's eating this whole thing, and so I just stopped. Like shows going in. Like I wanted to eat straight up the whole thing, and I've been a couple of times. Like one of the things I want to do is like on one Saturday just to go in the day they have a really good sake there called Cowboy Junmai Sake that like I've, I haven't seen anywhere else I've tried to buy it online um, and there aren't that many places to carry it but they have it at, at that pot and I just want to have like like get some friends together get a big ass bottle at sake because it's like 40 bucks but it's like it's a shitload of a shitload of booze right and 40 bucks so, is good that's cheap yeah, yeah that's it's a like pro- a gigantic yeah, 750 milliliter I don't even oh, know that's, that's right a it's lot. a big ass thing of sake. It's a sake magnum. And get 
like some people and just like day drink at the line, maybe outside or something like that, with that shaved ice, with that sake, which is kind of like a little fruity. And it just, I think that, like, that's honestly, that sounds amazing. I want to do it. We like really right got to get service. you to try this stuff called Real. marijuana, though, because that'll really <laughs> unlock all of this situation completely. I think I think that might be the only. I think we went through all the Korean places I want to talk about. There's a couple more I might remember, but I think we, we hit a we hit a good a num- good number of them. I feel like I think so too. Yeah, I'm really hungry still. I, yeah. It's crazy. I had a hamburger spots. before I got here. I, I'm telling a you, I was eating for fucking three hours, and I like couldn't like we were talking about this food. Like there are a lot of times you'll hear me pause, and it's because I'm like. There's so much saliva in my mouth from really? like, just, yeah. like wanting Need to, to eat, eat this. David Cho, truly a food lover. I really do love Which food. Which is why we yep. love to have you on the, on the show. You, you fit in great. Yeah, no hesitation. Uh, thanks, guys. Come back in. Um, well, right now, <coughs> you're currently working with Grantland. Yes. The amazing uh, online resource for all kinds of cool stuff. It's true. It's, are you... It's my homepage. Are you... <laughs> Stu's a huge fan. Um, I'm a huge fan. Of, Andre's uh, a huge of, fan. Also a huge fan. Oh, thanks, Yeah, guys. thank you. Oh, I'll check it out. I haven't heard of it, yeah. but I'm sure it's yeah, a good thanks. thing. Um, don't bother. <laughs> no thanks. Hard pass. It goes over his head. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and do it. Hard we don't pass. need um, you. Do you feel, now, since you are such a food lover and you're kind of branching out into new things, maybe some freelance things going on outside of your job, do you feel like you w- want to pursue anything in, in the food world um, professionally? I, I actually, or are I, you already doing that? I help. Um, I, I think oh, I yeah, a, you are doing that. Yeah, I have a few friends who, who like do restaurants stuff. in LA and New York and stuff like that. And so I think I'm always sort of like either for. I have two friends on the come up who are doing this this uh, pop up called Large Marge that nah. they do at Son of a Gun. Great it's name. really really great. Um, and I've been helping them just like with food stuff as like a friend, recipe testing and stuff like that, and sort of being like, oh, well, what about this and what about that? And they've I think we have very similar like sort of southern tastes, so that's been working. And then I work with um, the dudes Johnny and Vinny, or John and Vinny, who do Animal and Son of a Gun, and tangentially Twamac and Petitois. And uh, sure. I've been helping them with some internet stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it's like I like being around food. And honestly, it's like I was thinking about it the other day. I was like telling my friends, like, like to hire me for like real work is like very very expensive. And like John and Vinny, like I do real like the work I do typically like the consulting I do for like real big companies for them mm-hmm. and um and i do it for like no money just because it's like i want these you dudes. do it for meatballs well i do because it's like i i want it's like i'm sure you have similar things like yeah. when you do stuff with your friends like you, you don't help care your friends, man. like what it is and it's like those dudes don't really need help necessarily but it's just like one of those things like you like working with. it's like it's fun to be working with people that you like and people that like not that i don't like my coworkers, but it's like that you're sort of just friends with already and just comes together organically and you're just like Sure. Oh yeah, it's, it would be cool if you did this, or it would be cool if you tried that, or have you thought about reaching out to people this way or that way? And so that's just one of those things that I like. Friends I, helping I, friends. Honestly, I, I do think that is like it, it makes me so happy. It's just like you know, it's fun to do, and it's just like a good energy, and, and those dudes are really talented. And and then you yeah, get to sure have are. the the dream fantasy life of of restaurateurs being in debt to you arguably forever <laughs> to the point yes. where you can walk into that restaurant and whenever you want you know that you know like, the restaurateurs are cheap as fuck though. <laughs> it's like when it comes like yeah but they'd rather pay you in in carbonara than fucking write you a check you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it, they yeah they're 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 cool with me we're uh we're good i um i would also that flaw, dog. oh god as, as far as things that i would like to eat i was listening to your podcast with chang the day flaw came back on that Saturday, I mean, I told you this on Saturday night, and um, I, again, I'd come back from dinner. I was listening to this podcast, and they were talking about foie, and I was like, 
I'd recently seen a lot of pictures of the animal foie locomoco, which is Ooh. one of the best things. If you haven't had it, it's um. I've had locomoco and I've had foie. It's a it's a big chunk of foie that's grilled, obviously, and cooked deliciously, and then spam rice. Uh, they do it and foie and spam, yeah. not foie instead of spam. And hamburger. That kind of makes what in the world, dog? <laughs> like a patty, and then they do it with the sauce, and there might be some greens involved, but like it's the gravy on and the white rice. Yeah, white rice, and then <clears throat> and the, no egg. It's not a gravy. Oh, and an egg on top. Yeah, and um, it's not gravy as much as like a sauce. It's like a sriracha sort of like spicy, like sweet sauce, like vinegary sauce, and it's I like I was just wanted so bad. I went there and like me and a friend like had like two bottles of like, sake and just like ate that and then had a dessert and it was just like that like that was a very like and a, slept in the restaurant that night I, how much I got, did, did you do you remember how much that dish cost that dish cost $38 and it's like it's like good serve as a nightcap like considering what it is it's not a huge dish you know it's like yeah. it's on the it's on the entree side of part of that menu like that menu is broken up and sort of it gets bigger as you yeah, go down it and it's like third from the bottom fourth from the bottom the other things that are next to it are like this big burrito dish this big uh rabbit leg dish like fried rabbit leg dish which is also i would recommend this is an animal not son of a guy this is an animal (laughs) yeah and um but even then it's like it's not a huge dish but as like a share getting drunk with your friend like sort of eating something sort of heavy it's like it's actually pretty fun like i would recommend it they're also doing ramen there now on i heard about that mondays and tuesdays 6 p.m to 8 p.m i think they're gonna start selling tickets for it this week maybe um instead of doing it as first come first serve that's smart it's a jiro style ramen so it's like a heavier ramen, but then they also do like American shit to it in like a good way where it's like they add certain types of greens and things like that. But the broth is really, really tasty, very, very fatty, but really like I went and I had it and I was like, oh, I'll have I'll get like a few small plates and share it with my because me and my friend went and like we'll share it with small plates. It's like, no, it's like that ramen's all you can eat. It's, a, it's yeah. very much it's like it's very heavy, very filling. It's like it's not like Japanese right. ramen where it's like delicate and like, oh, yeah, you can have like fried chicken and yeah. Like, yeah, it's like. You and me, same page, dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. Um, so I, I do like food. I guess is the, the yeah. long answer. Well, uh, thank you so much for doing this pod with us, Joe. No, thank A you, buddy. I, uh, you, really, you really come alive on the food on the food pod. I really. I well, do you think I'm bad on the other pod? No, not at all. Are you sure? Because you, you said come alive on the food pod. Is I don't want to end on. No, this you're note, always Jason. good on on all pods, but you, but you get a twinkle in your eye when you get to talk about food. I think we're talking about food that I really, really like. Like I've, I've thought, I've been thinking a lot about moving back to New York at some point, um, recently. And Are you as listening I think about to that, that, Bill Simmons, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, but I would love it if you. But were. as I, as I think about that, uh, lessons like, yeah. like missing leaving Korean food here, it actually makes me like a little uh-huh. upset because I'm like, oh shit, like the, fuck my friends so and family good. and job. I, I the Honestly, same. is is that crazy? Same feelings <laughs> no. for me. I have the same feelings about Mexican food. If I left, oh shit, honest to god. Last last food wreck in L.A. Have you been to La Azteca Tortilla or Tortilleria or whatever? Tortilleria? Yeah. No, I've heard about it though. Really dope. The here here's what's, here's what's great about it is they make their own tortillas, Tortilla. and they. And they crisp them up so it's almost like a scallion pancake. Sure. You have to get the chili, the chili reina burritos, whatever one recommends. Mm. So get that, add carne, which is also a recommendation. And then a pro tip from me to you is <laughs> tell them to throw in some chicharrones in there for a little crunch and saltiness. Uh, and honestly, like I did, the, it's a next, I don't like burritos and it is a fucking next level. So burrito. a chili reina 
Con carne con, con chicharron. chicharron burrito. Well, yeah, and it's like the it's it's actually it sounds really heavy, but it really isn't because it's like the chili is pretty small. They don't overload it with carne. That's smart. And then you put in a little of the chicharron, just like honestly that crunch and the saltiness just goes a long, long, long. Say the name of the place again for our listeners. I can't. La Azteca Azteca Tortilleria. Yeah, yeah. Tortilleria. Where is this? It's somewhere on the east side. I think it's like a Boyle Heights kind of situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you if you Google it, it it comes up very very quickly. So if you Google La Azteca and and Los Angeles, it'll come up. Chef told me about it last night. I'm finna go to it. Cool. Uh, and I like burritos. Well, um, David Cho, people can find you online where? Uh, my Twitter is David Cho, and my Instagram is David Cho. Straight away. No E. No E. No E. No E's anyway. No E, no rape. No. Check him out on Greenland. <laughs> no $600 million. <laughs> but what close. A, what a boring uh, yeah. life. We're Much get, closer to zero than $600 there. million. <laughs> me too. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff at them jeans. Andre has none of that because he's cool, and Stewie is... Stewie Stewart. Stewie Stewart. Um, You can go to our website, which is thestewpodcast.com. It has all the episodes on there, archived. You can check them out. If you like this show, all we ask is tell a friend, subscribe on iTunes, give a nice little rating and review. It'll just take one moment, and that would be very nice of you. And thank you again, David, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.